TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, we uh, jump into our Friar Fridays in the 8 o'clock hour, and uh, without uh, any further ado, we're going to get right out and uh, visit with this gentleman, young man, uh, and uh, a guy that I, I followed for a great deal of time. He played at La Jolla High School. He was a baseball player there, had gone on and uh, done some wonderful things educationally, and been now with the Padres. Hard to believe, I believe, 17 years, six years now, is the assistant general manager. And I was talking a little bit about him the other day on the program, along with uh, Freddie Ullman Jr., who's an assistant general manager with the Padres and we talked about Logan White the other day and just so happens that Josh Stein uh, is part of our uh, Friar Friday mix and great to have you on the program Josh welcome Thanks, Coach. Uh, appreciate it. Good, good to be on with you. Well, let me ask you this right off the bat. We got the Dodgers coming to town. I grew up in San Diego. They've always been a rival for me as a Padre fan. You grew up in San Diego, and I'm sure that you've always looked at the Dodgers as the rival of the Padres. Yeah, no question. I think uh, I think it's just you natural. You look up the road. It's you know the big big city up north, and uh, and uh, yeah, very natural rival for us. I think that. You know, sometimes feel like the Dodgers uh, have their eyes focused maybe a little bit more on the Giants at different points. But uh, from San Diego's perspective, growing up here, uh, the Dodgers were always a, a very natural rival. Hey, Josh, uh, I know a lot about what you do on a day-to-day basis. But for the fans out there, I mean, the, the assistant general manager encompasses so many things. Could you kind of share a little bit about what a typical day is for Josh Stein and what areas – that you touch on a high percentage of the time? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it really is uh, dependent <laughs> on the time, time of year. Uh, it's, uh, it's a job I share with, uh, as you mentioned, Fred Ullman Jr. And uh, really a lot of what we do is, uh, is focused on, um, you know, the major league roster, assisting AJ with every decision uh, to be made on the major league roster. But then a lot of the, um, a lot of the support processes in the background um, related to the front office, uh, baseball research and development, statistical analysis, advanced scouting, uh, and then and then assisting you know the different departments, whether that's player development, um, you know professional scouting, amateur scouting, and and just making sure that we've got good processes in those departments um, throughout, and and really being a resource uh, for the leaders of those departments and and ultimately AJ. So it's uh, really depends on the time of year at this point. You know, there's there's this is probably the busiest stretch. We've got you know the major league season, we've got four minor league seasons, and and we've got the draft uh, really you know coming to a head here in the next uh, next month. Josh, how much will you go out and actually look at some of the top amateurs? Uh, I used to go out and see more of them. Uh, I still see some uh, during spring training and, and a little bit in Southern California, but um, really we've got such a good process and so many I think. Um, you know, good evaluators, uh, you know, out seeing the amateur, amateur players under, under the direction of Mark Connor, uh, that, uh, you know, that really, you know, I think sometimes it's dangerous if, uh, if someone from the front office just pops in and sees, you know, three or four top amateurs and, and comes in with a heavy hand. So I think that, uh, you know, we've got a good process and a lot of faith in, in those guys. And, 
uh, you know, really, I just try to support it, uh, you know, as much on the on the back end, uh, as necessarily getting out there and seeing some of the top players. We're visiting with Josh Stein on our Friar Fridays, Assistant General Manager of the San Diego Padres. Nice enough to join us on this Friday morning as the Padres get ready to host the LA Dodgers tonight at Petco Park. Uh, first pitch, seven ten. Eric Lauer going against the veteran left-hander, one of the best in the business for many years, uh, Clayton Kershaw. The numbers that we talk about, you know, we, we see numbers on, you know, the different websites. Uh, you guys have an entire uh, uh, group of people that look at numbers and, and break them down a variety of different ways. What's a typical um, report that manager Andy Green, does he get a daily report or every other day? How does it work on the numbers that Andy will look at that, you know, kind of give him the, the, the idea on how he should put his lineup together? Yeah, no. Andy definitely gets uh, gets information daily um, from again a, a whole host of sources in our in our research and development department, uh, and uh, you know some of those are proprietary metrics, things that we've kind of come up with. Obviously, you know there's a lot that's that's out there publicly that's very good as well. But um, but yeah, Andy's getting you know plenty of information daily um, in terms of the matchups and and certain things that we look for. Um, in trying to, uh, you know, trying to construct or, or put the best team on the field. Ultimately, you know, those decisions are Andy's, though, and, and he gets a lot of input, um, you know, from, from uh, you know, different people in the, in the front office and different people that kind of support him down in the clubhouse. But, uh, but those, those decisions ultimately are Andy's. You know, I mentioned uh, you went to La Jolla High School, and uh, you know you had a you got yourself a great education. Can you kind of take us through a little bit about uh, what you did educationally? Because when you got this job here in San Diego, it's not easy getting a job in professional baseball. I don't care what you've done; uh, uh, it's very difficult. But talk a little bit about your your schooling and, and what you did before you got into baseball. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really think you could work in baseball, coach. Unless you <laughs> played uh, played at a very high level, played professionally. Um, I was a uh, I went up and studied psychology at the uh, UC Berkeley, uh, and uh, kind of really was just more interested in that subject um, than than even thinking about it as a, as a necessary career path. Um, but uh, in, in studying psychology, I did did take a number of statistics courses. Uh, baseball had always been a passion, something I loved thinking about. Uh, and, uh, after college, I ended up, uh, going to law school up at UC Hastings and, uh, was a first year law student. It was a little, uh, unsure if, if a legal career was going to be in the cards for me. Uh, and I started to, uh, started to apply some of the statistical, uh, analysis that I'd learned in, in college to, you know, some baseball numbers. And a lot of that was being done at that time. And, uh, I was fortunate enough with, uh, you know, with that combination of skills and then, you know, a whole lot of luck uh, to uh, to connect with uh, uh, then Padres general manager Kevin Towers, uh, who uh, must have seen something and, and uh, hired me as an intern. And um, from there, it was just a lot of hard work and, uh, you know, a lot of obviously passion and love for the game. Well, Kevin hired a lot of good people, and a lot of them started as interns, as uh, we know uh, with Theo Epstein and Jason McLeod now working for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, let's get back to the Padres here, but I, I wanted yeah. you to share your resume a little bit because I, I think people need to know that uh, you know you're very well educated, and you, you also know the game of baseball, and, and I think that's important for the fans uh, when they hear you uh, talk a little bit about the ball club and, and what you've done in the game. Uh, Josh, if you had the opportunity to go 
go down to El Paso yet? Because man, these guys have been playing some great baseball. Yeah, it's funny, funny, funny you should ask. I actually just spent the last uh, four days, uh, not in El Paso, but uh, up in Fresno um, with uh, with the Chihuahuas, and uh, yeah, it was a great environment. Uh, I think it credit to uh, credit to Edwin Rodriguez and the, and the and the staff there, and and certainly the players. Um, you know, I think they've they've uh, you know it's a it's a nice collection of prospects on their way up, um, and, and really some I think you know good veteran players that, that set a good tone. Uh, and you know, kind of the winning speaks for itself. But even the work that they're putting in pregame and and some of the preparation uh, that I saw with uh, our pitching coach down there, Bronzewell Patrick, um, Morgan Burkhardt on the hitting side, uh, just a lot of quality work. And and I think you know we've seen uh, some guys come up and, and already make contributions and. Wouldn't be surprised if we if we see some more here very soon. Hey Josh, uh, Luis Urias, uh, I saw yesterday named the Pacific Coast League Player of the Week, and a week ago Ty France was named the PCL uh, Player of the Week. Um, you know, you saw Urias here early in the year, and of course you saw him at the end of last year when he came up and he hurt the hamstring. Yeah. But what you saw early in the year where he went two for twenty four and, and struck out eleven yeah. times. What are you seeing when he's in AAA? Is he a more relaxed player? Is he in a more comfortable environment? What is it? Yeah, I think there's a combination of things. I think uh, there probably is a little bit of that, uh, Coach. I, I think that Luis, even when he even when he was struggling up here, I, I do think he was putting together good good at bats. Um, I think he was conducting good at bats, swinging at the right pitches. Um, he just wasn't hitting them, and uh, that's something Luis has done throughout throughout the course of his career. Um, is, is he's is he's made contact and he's put those balls in play. And I think there's a couple things, you know, mechanically that Luis is working through in his swing. Um, and he's in the process of doing that. I kind of just was up there witnessing it. Um, and, uh, you know, so there, there probably is a degree of, uh, of comfort, but I also think that, uh, you know, as you move up and, and you, and you face, uh, really, you know, better and better competition as you get to get to the top of this game, you know, there are adjustments that need to be made. And I think, uh, every player um, goes through that point, and uh, I think Luis is, is doing it right now. And again, I think he's he's had some good results in, in his first week down there, as you said, Player of the Week. Um, and I think he's looking to build on that, you know, really every game. So. Josh Stein, our guest, uh, Padre Assistant General Manager, uh, joining us on ninety-seven-three, the Fan or Friar Fridays. I'm looking at Alex Dickerson, uh, the former Poway High star. Uh, he missed uh, each of the last two years, once with a back, another with a Tommy John surgery, uh, outfielder, first baseman. Uh, you know, a few years back, this guy was definitely a part of the organization. It's shown that he could hit major league pitching. Right now, he's trying to knock some rust off, and it looks like he's doing a pretty good job hitting 360 with a uh, 1,055 OPS. How did Alex look to you? Uh, Alex looked great, and I think uh, he uh, he's just a professional hitter. He gives you a good professional at bat. I think he goes up there. He's got a, a, a good idea of what he wants to do, um, and he's got his plan, and he's going to stick with it. He's very stubborn in that regard, and I think that's uh, a lot of good hitters um, you know have that kind of mentality. So uh, no, Alex Alex swung it well when I was in there. Kind of collected collected a number of hits. Uh, had a four hit game when I was there, and. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way you kind of put it. He has missed a you know a couple years, been difficult you know with, with the injury bug, but uh, he's knocking off some rust, and uh, he's definitely on our radar and, and, and someone we've been looking at um, here as we 
uh, you know, as we just think about ways to improve uh, the offense at the major league level. Hey, Josh, last question. Uh, I got to yeah. get your thoughts on Nick Margavich, uh, because yeah. here, here's a guy that I keep saying he pitched one game above uh, A ball. He pitched uh, last year in the Double A playoffs because you guys had moved Logan Allen up to to Triple uh, uh, A, and uh, yeah. this guy's been absolutely amazing. When did you guys have any inkling at all that Margavichus could actually break with the ball club and be on the opening day roster? Uh, I would say, in terms of breaking with the ball club, I think it started, uh, you know, probably two or three weeks into spring training, we started kind of giving it some real thought, real credence. I mean, I think the, uh, you know, the, the story of Nick Margavish is, is, I mean, it's definitely one of, of great scouting, um, you know, by our amateur scouting department and, and bringing him in. Um, and then it's just a, it's a testament to who he is and how hard he works and uh, what he's done uh, over the past couple off seasons to, to really, um a hone his craft, but also B just you know from a physical standpoint continue to develop. So um, you know with Nick, you know there was a you know challenge last off season that if he uh, hit certain uh, benchmarks and if he did certain things throughout the course of the off season that he'd be able to earn uh, earn a, earn an invite to Major League Camp. I think at that point we really viewed Major League Camp more as a a nice stepping stone and a reward for a, a good off season because he did meet all those goals. Uh, and, and I don't think that, you know, in mid February, we were, we were talking about Nick, uh, in the rotation. Um, but very quickly, whether it's bullpens, live BPs, uh, and into those early games, um, you know, he kind of came out as a, a man on a mission and threw strikes and, uh, certainly wasn't afraid of contact and, and trusting what's a very good defense behind him and, um, you know, making pitches and, and he's very, you know, in, in addition to being, um, you know, having some deception and, and doing different things. He's, he's, he's also, um, you know, very cerebral and, and someone that uh, I think can take a take a game plan and, and really take it into a, into a game. And um, that's been very, you know, very transparent uh, from my seat. Uh, you know, watching him, and I think I've heard that even from some, you know, some fans and some different folks that watch the game. Is you know, this guy looks like he's pitching to a game plan, and that's that's very accurate. Um, so it's been a great story from a. Certainly, from a scouting standpoint, and then I think player development did a great job, and uh, and, and then all the credit, obviously, to Nick and, and what he's done. So. Well, Josh, hey, thanks for the time, and uh, I got to say, Kevin Towers uh, hired a good one when they hired you. You've done a great job for the Padre organization, and being a, a young guy that grew up here in San Diego, it probably makes it all that more special for you. Uh, I appreciate that, Coach, and uh, yeah, definitely very proud to be a Padre, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to a good series this weekend. Hope to see you at the ballpark tonight. Sounds good. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.